Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. All glory be to the Lamb of God, and thank you once again for tuning in to Bible Platform. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal. We give glory to God for such a time like this. It's a privilege, not a right, that we have lived through another year, very close to the end of the year. We are in the season of celebrating the birth of Christ, and I'm so excited anytime I share on the birth of Christ. And so with gratitude to God for all he has done for us, let us begin today's Bible time with a short word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, you are our source of hope and joy and peace and healing and life. We humbly come before your throne and ask that, Lord, you give us knowledge, wisdom and understanding in your infallible word as we study together. This I pray in Jesus Christ's awesome name. Amen and amen. Beloved brother and sister, Christmas is here again, and we have to remind ourselves of the essence of the season. God gave humanity a peculiar gift, his only begotten son. That is the reason for the celebration. It should not be anything else. I know that if we take our eyes off the ball, we might divert and concentrate on all other things the party and things that gives us social satisfaction, emotional satisfaction, let me put it that way, without giving space for our spiritual connection and our spiritual deliverance that came through the birth of Christ. What we need to remind ourselves is that God gave us a unique gift. In fact, and indeed, God gave us his greatest gift. Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, John 3 16 that is a very familiar scripture with most of us Christians it says for God so loved the world that he gave that is the essence of Christmas God giving to the world for God so loved the world that he gave he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life so Christmas is a reminder of God giving humanity gift not just ordinary gifts. Because people can give gifts with all kinds of motives and intentions. Somebody can give you a gift which is probably intended to seduce you or bribe you. That is if you are in a position where you can do something for that person. The gift may be a means of making you lose your guard so that you will do what you are not expected to do. Ladies, you understand what I'm talking about? I mean, men are hunters, and men may do all kinds of things to achieve their goals with women, but if you are a child of God, that shouldn't be your lot. I mean, you should not fall for it. Remember, therefore, that when we talk about the gifts of God that he has given man, it is not the breakthroughs that we talk about, the material stuff, and all that is good, and we can never downplay those things. But like Paul said, where shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Therefore, I am always on the line of the soul. 
where our soul spends eternity. God looked into the future and God did not want to lose us. He did not want to have us go to hell. So he gave us a bridge that will cause us to cross over from damnation, deliverance coming to us through the gift that he gave which we celebrate on Christmas Day. In fact, it does not matter at all which day we choose to celebrate the birth of Christ. And for those who care to know, you go to the book of Romans, it says, if someone chooses to celebrate a day in honor of the Lord, the Lord accepts it. So if you choose not to celebrate it, you are fine. You are equally fine. But don't sit, try and occupy the seat of God and try to pronounce judgment on people who chose or have chosen this particular day to celebrate the Lord. For some of us, as long as we remain redeemed and understand where we came from and where we are and where he is taking us, every day is Christmas. I mean, we are going to continue to celebrate the Lord by giving back to him what he has given to us, our very lives, our very lives. Like Paul the Apostle said, our lives have been poured out like a drink offering, like a drink offering unto the Lord. So we have to come to that place and reflect what we understand to be what God has done for us. Because God's motivation for giving us this unique Christmas gift in the form of his beloved son is love. Love is the reason for God giving us this great gift. In fact, and indeed the greatest gift. If you take out love, there's no reason God would have done what he did. Reflecting on John 3, 16, let us remember again, the Bible says, For God so loved the world, God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. He so loved the world. So the motivation, let me repeat again, the motivation for God giving was love. It was not to bribe us, it was not to seduce us. No, there was nothing selfish. It was all selfless. It was all selfless. So this therefore brings us to this understanding or to the understanding that a true Christian is seen when he walks in this God kind of love, which is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now the Bible tells us in John 13, 35, Jesus said, by this, he was talking about the God kind of love that motivates him to do what he does. He said by this, he was challenging his disciples to love one another. And here in the verse 35 of John 13, he said that by loving one another, all men may know or all men will know that you are my disciples, that you are my disciples. So it's not a matter of wearing a big cross is good. I mean, I'm not trying to judge anybody for wearing a big cross. The point I'm trying to make is that it's not about symbols and rituals. It's about a lifestyle, a lifestyle, a lifestyle of giving. A lifestyle of walking in love just like he walked in love because he is love so once again I go back to John 13 35 where Jesus said by this referring to the love he was talking about that the disciples should love one another he said by this all men will know that you are my disciples if conditional clause if you love one another so when you see believers at each other's neck trying to choke each other. When you see men of God trying to talk down each other, trying to destroy each other. Sometimes we are so busy doing the devil's work for him, you know, in an attempt to promote ourselves. 
we think that the best way people can see our light is to put out everybody's light. It doesn't work that way with the God of the Holy Bible. We are to love each other because Christmas is about the love that he showed for us. And he said, if we walk in that kind of love, then all men will know that we are his disciples. So being a disciple of Christ, which is what I believe all of us who have given our life to Christ, whether we are in leadership at the highest level or we count ourselves as ordinary members of the body of Christ, what is very important for us to understand is that the love factor should be the basis of our work with God. And this one thing we need to grasp as we walk in that love, that all our needs, all our needs are already met in Christ Jesus. Remember I began by saying that Jesus Christ is a unique gift that God has given us. Now in that unique gift, our needs are met in Christ. Our needs are met. Why? Because of what the prophet Isaiah said. Let me go to Isaiah 9.6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. Remember John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. Then here Isaiah tells us in his writings, chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Children are born, sons are given. Not all children are sons. But if you look at the cultural context in which this scripture was written, sons occupy a very unique place in the family at that time. So a child is born, all right. There is a gift that God has given, but that gift is specific. It's a son. And that son, that the father would love to keep. Now you reflect on the parable of the prodigal son. When he left home, his father's heart was broken. How did we know? He kept on waiting and looking in the direction that he left. And the scripture tells us that when he saw his son coming, oh wow, he did not wait for his son to come home or to get to the door. He ran out. Now, how would you want to set such an example when your son has been rebellious, he has disgraced you, he has given impression that you are not a good father, and all society, all the community knows about it. Now, here he comes. One would have told that, you know, this is your chance to tell him, stand there, and let me embarrass you because you embarrass me. No, the power of the love of God that he has given to us, the place of sonship makes him come after us. Even when we are rebellious. Even when we are walking in sin. That is why, for me, for me, it is very important that on a very short basis, as we walk this life, of course we are liable to fall into sin. Because sin is not only a matter of the wrong things we do. James says even the right that we ought to do that we didn't do because we did not know it is sin. That we keep short account with God. And we, we remember the intensity of his love. And respond with passion. Reaching out to him. Making sure that our relationship with him is solidified. With equal love and attention. So this is not the time. Friends, this is not the time to behave as if God has done nothing for us. Another year is coming to a close. I don't know what God has done with my life. The things I want, I haven't got them. Every single person on the face of the earth, including presidents and millionaires and billionaires, every human being has a need that has not been met yet. Because we all know that when we have a need and it is met, we get excited. Within a short time, another thing crops up. We have another need that must be met. And it's this cycle 
this cycle, as unpleasurable as it is, will continue with us as long as we walk on this side of heaven. And so, we have to take a stance that I'm not going to allow this to uh, make me oblivious of what God has done or what God is doing. If I'm going to be able to maintain my stand and after having done all things to be able to stand, they have to come to the place where I realize that God has given me something. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. A son is given. And what is so exciting about this scripture is that the son who is giving then makes us like himself. For John 1 12, as many as believe in him, he gave them the right to become sons of God. So without this gift, we could not have come that far. God packaged. He packaged this Christmas gift, Jesus Christ. He packaged him and gave him to us. And now he indwells us. But it's not a matter of just receiving a gift. And every gift that you receive, every genuine gift, even those that are not genuine, I mean, as expected or supposed to do something to benefit you in some way, in a GV, I want to share with you how it has been or it should be a blessing. And for a reminder of where we were and where he has brought us, just because we received that gift, and I beg those under the sound of my voice, maybe up to this very moment you have not received the gift. You see, the gift is not something you work for. There are many people who believe that they have to work, they have to do certain things to be able to be acceptable to God. God is so holy, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, any human being can do to project himself as acceptable unto God. You heard me right. There is nothing we can do, nothing, absolutely nothing. Bible says, all our righteousness is like filthy rags before God. So it is not about us working our way up. It is about God reaching down to us. And that is why we do not bring him the gift, but he brought us the gift. Now, having brought us the gift, and having brought us this far, this wonderful gift, there are certain specific things that this gift does for us. And I believe that the main thing has to do with the light that this gift that God has given brings to us. Now, Matthew 4, 16, it says, The people living in darkness, what is darkness? Sin. What is darkness? Sickness. What is darkness? Frustration, depression, confusion. Everything in the realm of negativity is darkness. And his crowning glory, the crowning glory, glory, if I should put it that way, of darkness is death. That is the ultimate. Death. So the Bible says that the people living in darkness have seen a great light. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Oh, Bible says that in the beginning, God created two lights. The greater light to rule the day. That great light is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He rules the day. Now, but we were not the people of the day. We were sitting in darkness. That's what the scripture says. The people living in darkness have seen a great light, a great deliverance, great hope, great restoration. We're not sitting where we were sitting anymore. There's been a transformation. It's not mere reformation. Something has happened on our inside because now Christ dwells in us. 
And because he is in us, we can do all things, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. He indwells us by his spirit. And once we are yielded to the Holy Spirit, he does his job. So once again, I'm appealing and pleading. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, it's not enough to just be part of the celebration of his birth. And let me stress, Christmas is about celebrating the birth of Christ. Yes, that is the, what it's supposed to be. There's nothing like holiday season. It is Christmas. Christmas. Day dedicated to the entrance of light into a world of darkness. Glory to the Lamb of God. So you heard me right. That the people living in darkness have seen a great light. If you have not seen that great light, something is not right. It means that you have not given your life to Jesus. Because you cannot turn your back on him and still see him. So today, this gift God is offering is for all mankind, all humanity, for all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that it is appointed unto man to die once after that judgment. The door is closed for repentance. If there's going to be any repentance, the time is now. And I beg your indulgence, plead with you, I appeal with your spirit. Because if this is spiritual, if your spirit doesn't receive it or accept it, you can never yield. It's not a mental thing. It's not an emotional thing. It is spirit deep. So Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot be born again. He remains the same. He can be a nice man. You know, some people are naturally nice. And sometimes they can deceive themselves that, oh, I'm so nice. I don't get into altercation with anybody. I mean, even people who insult me, I don't insult them back. I don't think evil of anybody. Now, that's, that's all good, but that is no guarantee that you are going to heaven. If you want to go to heaven, you need a bath. You need a shower. And the only water that can give you that bath is the blood of the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. You heard me. He said it. And I'm his servant. And I have no other message. He is the only way. If you reject him, you are embracing hell. You heard me. Today, if you will yield to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and give your life to Jesus, ask him to come into your heart, wash you of all your sins, write your name in the book of life. We are in good company. The door is open. You are registered. And you are on your way to heaven. No matter what the devil does. Praise God. Praise God. So you see, it says that he has brought us out of the shadow of death and the light has dawned. Now let me take Luke 1, 68 and 79. This wonderful gift. Luke chapter number 1, 68 and 79. And the scripture says, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and he has redeemed his people. Jesus is not now going to come. Jesus has come. Jesus is not now going to redeem his people. He has redeemed his people. And verse 79 says, To shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. What are your issues? From spiritual to material, physical, from natural to supernatural, what are your issues? He has come. He has come. I'm presenting you to someone who took somebody like me, a nobody, 
and made me a somebody. That same God is stretching forth his hand. He said he has come to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. Remember we read from the book of Matthew where he said the people sitting in darkness have seen a great light. Now here is another confirmation that is light that lightens our darkness, the darkness of our lives, a sin that controls us. We feel more comfortable fornicating, walking in adultery, telling lies is very natural with us, makes us comfortable, pride, arrogance. Now we see murder, even children committing murder like no man's business. Human life, the value of human life is winning the darkness in which we are sitting. There is hope. He said he has come to shine on those living in darkness. Our world is in darkness. And, and the darkness simply is taking its toll on us. And yet we are refusing. We are simply refusing the light, the gift that God is giving to us. But today I pray for myself and I pray for you, my beloved, that we we'll embrace the light. He said to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Beloved, this is God's precious gift. It is the gift that we celebrate at Christmas. This is the real Father Christmas. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He is the light that God has given us. The light to lighten our path. The light to light humanity's darkness. Beloved, I urge you, don't allow the trickery of the world to turn your heart something or someone other than God's greatest gift to humanity this Christmas. Focus on Jesus. Don't indulge the flesh. Don't go getting drunk and saying you are celebrating Christmas. Don't go on a sexual spree, sleeping around with everybody. Then Sunday morning you are in church, lifting up your hands and singing hallelujah. It's a stench in the nostrils of God. Repent. And allow the light to come in. The point is this. That when you say you are born again, something on the inside must show on the outside. The world must see the difference. Don't abuse the grace of God. Don't let anybody deceive you. That grace is a license to live anyhow. It is not. It is not. Ask Judas. Praise God. John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me. So you may ask, how do I see Jesus and follow him? Jesus is the word of God, the Holy Bible. You follow him by obeying the Holy Bible, the commandments of God, the directions of God. Beloved, I cannot overstate this. God is giving to us something precious. God is poured of himself from supernatural manifesting in the natural. And now God is counting on us that the light we have received we will share with the world. Therefore in Ephesians 5.8 scripture declares, for you were once darkness, but now, now something has changed. Now you are light in the Lord. You are light in the Lord. That is the gift of God. Live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, 
but rather exposed. You get that? We must live a life that exposes the lie and reveals the Christ. First Peter 2 9. First Peter 2 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. For what reason? He said that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Hallelujah. Let me conclude by saying this. Beloved, celebrate this Christmas with a sense of gratitude for the gift that God has given. Not what you expect him to do. Celebrate Christmas with a consciousness that you are now a child of the light and therefore cannot indulge in any act that does not reflect your new life in Christ. 1 Peter 1.13 Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given when Jesus is revealed. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May your season be peaceful and your joy be made complete in the knowledge that you were once in darkness. But God gave you a gift, a greatest gift himself, that you might live and not die. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal, saying Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your